The views expressed in the podcast you are about to listen to are the opinions of the presenter and the cast. None of us are official representatives of the companies we work for, and we are in no way responsible for what we say. If you are offended or otherwise afflicted by these opinions, please push the unsubscribe button in iTunes and go do something else. director from uh, The Illusionist. Uh, he's been here in Frederickstown with jet lag, completely shattered, so we managed to grab him before he conks out. And uh, So welcome. Thank you very much, it's been uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, am, I am worn out, so if I drift off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we kick him back into life. Please do, yeah. Red Bull tequila maybe might help a little bit. You heard about the famous tequila talks. <laughs> well, I, I, it's, been, it's been many last night. You mean? Yeah. Yes, yes, I heard. It was a it was a rough rough evening for all. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was fun. Is this the sort of the last day of the festival? What do you think of it? Uh, have you had any fun? I've had a lot of fun. I mean, I've met a lot of people that I've never never met before. Yeah. Uh, I've been working for the most part in Canada and Scotland a little bit the last few years. Um, I've I, I never really ventured into the animation industry in this part of the world and, and so there's some amazingly talented people. A lot of people who know how to have a lot of fun. <laughs> so can, can you, is, there, is there a big contrast between uh, the, the North American animators and the, the European animators? Uh, well, I think animators, for the most part, all the animators I've met, uh, we, we work with mostly European animators on The Illusionist. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, you know, they've, they've all they've all been wonderful people. I think there's a certain type of person drawn to animation generally that yeah. that's not too. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say this, but too far up their own arse. You know, it's it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 good, it's good folks in this business. And, yeah, yeah, and uh, at least on the artistic side generally. And, and yeah, you know, it's 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 always a lot of fun. It's it's a pleasure to meet people. Yeah. Um, on the Illusionist, we had, like I said, mostly European animators, and uh, it, I was, it was interesting to me as, as a Canadian coming over, not knowing what to expect. Uh, having certain preconceived notions of what various regions of Europe would be like, and, and having those borne out generally. I mean, yeah. The French, the French were, as I imagine, the French would be. The Germans are very precise, and, 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 <laughs> and, and the Scandinavians were, were very dry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And their humor, and, and, and <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was, it was fantastic. I guess we, you talked about it in your lecture yesterday. You did the kind of a, a tour, yeah, you know, tour of recruiting around Europe. Yeah. Well, and, uh, well so. you know, when we were doing setting up a two D film, uh, it was it was really tough because a lot of the animators in the UK who used to do two D had, had gone to CG or they were in London and did not want to you know relocate up to Edinburgh. And I suppose I can understand why. I mean, it's tough if you're especially if you're freelancing to leave. The city that's stable to go to a city that's not, and then perhaps lose your place in the pecking yeah, order. Yeah, it's a very so competitive market. It, it is well, it is enormously competitive uh, and lucrative for those who've got their spot, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so we we decided eventually that we had to go look and be more aggressive in bringing people to us, and uh, we traveled across Europe and, and we went to uh, Madrid. It's not me. Perfect. <laughs> uh, so I just have to tell you. Is that right? Okay, let's just, uh, yeah. Uh, hi, Bianca. Can I give you? Can I call you back in half an hour? I'm just doing an interview. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then. All right. Bye. 
Sorry. No, it's okay. I hope, that, I hope that stays in. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it probably will. Um, <laughs> I thought I turned it off. I'm so sorry. Yeah, so I, my, my, my run out of battery, so I'm okay. Yeah. The, what was I saying? Oh, touring, touring Europe. Yeah, so, we, yeah, yeah, we went to... We went to um, I went to uh, Spain and, and, and made a couple trips down there, and we went to Paris. But we did a little trip uh, from Amsterdam to Cologne to Berlin and a number of other cities, including uh, Stockholm and, and Oslo. And uh, we did that, I think it was eight cities in seven days. It wow. Was, I mean, I was very excited. Exhausting. Not all it was. I was very excited before the trip because I was going to see some of Europe, but all I saw was <laughs> hotel rooms and airports. Yeah. But, uh, mm. but still, it was, it was a lot of fun. And uh, we met some very talented animators along the way. Uh, you know, we, we, I was a bit concerned about finding people that were able to do this, the, the, the level that Sylvain was going to demand. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, you've seen his films. And he, the, the, it's, it's such a high level of, of work. But we traveled across... I met some great people doing things you wouldn't necessarily expect. Uh, I know I know the person I'm going to talk about here is, is tired of hearing the story. <laughs> but uh, there's an animator, and I'll use his name here, and, and he can get mad at me later on. But there's an animator named Victor Enns, who uh, I met him in Cologne, Germany. And at that time, it was his day off from his day job, which was driving a bus for the city of Cologne. And he was spending his evenings animating. Uh, he, he did a little bit of freelance for different projects, and he was animating his own own things and, and it, how, it, how young was he or how old was he oh can you I think, think, I, I, think oh, I, I don't think he'd mind I think now he's 29 but it was a three year wow. process so he would have been 26 when, when I met him he'll correct me I'm sure if he hears this now but, wrong, no, but no, uh, he taught himself is it? well I think he did go to a school a little bit but he really excelled and he he, 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 he continued he did get an education but uh, I think this level of his ability was, was that he just was compelled to do it he was an animator he could not be an animator and uh, so I met him. He was driving a bus, and, and he, he came back and joined us in, in Scotland. And, uh, you know, we, we started him slow. I thought, you know, some secondary characters. But he very, very quickly turned out to be one of the best animators on the project. And so you never really know where these people are going to come from. You know, it's... Yeah. it's, it's uh, some, some of the best animators were some of the youngest animators on yeah. the movie, or some of the least experienced animators. And, and by the time we were finished, they had some really, really you know, strong... Skills. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you, you uh, I mean, I don't know if you, can say, you said yesterday that some of the artists that were originally 2D who then went to 3D came back to 2D. They, they, they're, 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 so, I mean, I think it's with anything, especially when you draw, you get rusty if you're done. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's working out your muscles. If, yeah. I think there's, like, like exercising in a gymnasium, I mean, you have muscle memory. I yeah. Mean, I, I, uh, and so you can get fit again you know, yeah. more quickly, but at the same time, you are rusty. It, it takes yeah. a while to get back and, and drawing. Using that part of your brain and then those, those those parts of your hands. Yeah. You not, not only the drawing, but you do. You, uh, did you see uh, a tendency of people sort of rushing it because of the, the the work with 3D and you can sort of you can work in a totally different way where you start with the beginning and you put in some poses and you sort of just. Uh, I, I think <laughs> on our project, I think on our project we couldn't really. I mean, there were some animators that were very fast, but. Uh, we, we didn't have traditional layouts as most films did and so there's a lot of thinking you had to stop before you started and really think about what you were going to do yeah. and I think all of the animators or certainly most of them figured this out very very quickly that, that uh, each scene required some, some pretty careful analysis to begin with and you know I'm a firm believer in, in, in the responsibility of the animation director is, or one of the responsibilities is casting and deciding who's got strong skills to do what scene. And, uh, and, and, and if they have those skills to, 
give them the indication where they should go, but leave them alone. If, if, if they're going to be able to pull it off, don't try to put my fingers all over it. So did you discuss this with uh, Sylvain? So, 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 so Van would have some specific characters that he wanted to specific animators. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we had discussed it, but I mean, he was very clear on what he wanted to do. Was he involved in the casting of the anime? Yeah, he was involved in, in the casting of most of the major characters. There were some characters that, that, that uh, I was free to, to move on. How many uh, people worked on the animation? Well, it was a very long production. It was it was over three years, so the number went up and went down, and, and, mm. and it wasn't steady. But I would say probably for the longest period at its peak, it was maybe, I could be wrong, but maybe 28, 25 animators. Yeah. And the so number you, of assistants you, you, you as did well. what they did on the old Disney movies, where you had like one person per character, and yeah. you, you, and you actually talked about it yet, this yesterday how uh, how difficult it was for uh, the characters to interact. Because yeah, well, yeah. I mean that, that's that's yeah, you're you're correct. We had one character per animator, or maybe there'd be two character, uh, animators per character, but mm. we they would stay on that same character for the most part mm. because the characters were so tough to draw. And another reason I think is that uh, I mean without dialogue. We really had to get inside the heads of these characters and, and, and know how they move, what motivated them. And I think an animator who had spent that much time with those characters, I know that uh, our female character, uh, our lead, Nick, uh, Nick, Nick DeBray, who was the lead on the Alice character, really got into her head and, 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 and inhabited that character and, and knew precisely what he wanted uh, doing that. Uh, other characters, like uh, I mentioned Sandra Gowdy yesterday, doing those Italian acrobats. Mm. I mean, she had those nailed, and, and she, nobody else needed to, to work on that. Mm. Uh, an animator named Charlotte Walton did, did The Rabbit, and, and she did a wonderful job. Uh, Taddy was split up between two animators. Uh, I mean, there was more than two animators, some very talented animators on that. I, I hesitate to start naming names because I'm going to leave somebody out mm -hmm. and, and annoy somebody enormously. <laughs> so my apologies in advance. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know I love you all. And he's tired. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, the, the principal animators on, 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 on Taddy, uh, or the Taddy was divided into performance Taddy and, and uh, walking around every day Taddy. Yeah. And uh, performance Taddy was done by a fellow named... Uh, Thierry, uh, Thierry Torres, and uh, Taddy in this in this civilian clothes was done by uh, Laurent Kirsha, and both were, were massive Taddy fans. Both did a fantastic job of of of, of the character. Uh, both had very different ways of approaching their animation style, and even the way that he was drawn. Um, we of course had model sheets, but uh, did you it, think that was? Was beneficial that they were Tati fans, or was it just uh, a coincidence in the house? It's beneficial, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Laurent grew up loving Jack Tati, and, right, yeah. uh, and if it, if it intimidated him, he didn't show it. I think he mm -hmm. just it, and Laurent's an amazing natural draftsman, absolutely yeah. fantastic drawing. Uh, the the studio would uh, everybody in, the, in this in the in the studio knew what Laurent was capable of drawing. Yeah, and the same is true of Thierry, and and and, and go and see what he did. Laurent at the desk in the wall behind his desk uh, he shared a, a wall with his assistant and they both had their backs to the same wall and they would do a rabbit of the week and they would each draw a picture of the rabbit and post it up and, and every I believe it was Wednesday morning or whatever it was that they put one up people would you know troop into the studio just to see what the rabbit was and there were some pretty funny yeah. <laughs> outrageous and occasionally uh, inappropriate drawings put up on the wall but it was absolutely fantastic no one ever offended well not not, 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 the, not the animators but occasionally we had to do a little wall clean when the important money people came by you, know, you don't want to see their money's being invested in drawings of penises <laughs> I'm not sure if I can say penis on this podcast but I, just, I just did so oh fantastic there we go curious about when you were doing the tour uh, when you were finishing the tour was it like oh we've got lots of animators to choose from or was it like oh we've got to 
more or less the, the amount that we need or uh, it was tough because I was I, if I needed 20 animators I wasn't going to hire the top 20 you know that they had to be capable or either to do it now or that I would think there's enough there that they're going to be capable of doing it and it was it was tough too um, at first putting people in the, in the right positions we hired uh, uh, some young people and uh, some amazing draftsmen and then we got so good at uh, cleaning up that a particular character that I was loath to move them off of that cleanup, even though they were, their ambition would be to move into animation. Uh, the problem f- for for me then, as, as as somebody who wants to get the work as high quality as I can and through the pipeline, is to to say, do I lose uh, a top level assistant for for a, for a, what would probably be, be a junior animator? Mm. Uh, and that, and and while that may have probably caused some anxiety or some stress with the people who wanted to, you know, make that leap. Um, you have to think about what's best for the production and, and get the thing through. And I did give animation to uh, um, the, 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 these people who wanted it, and yeah. and and, and uh, with the understanding that they would continue to do their cleanup as well. And the animation was something they could, they could because the opportunity to work on something like this is so few and far between. Now, yeah, and that's and, I, and 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 I'm not sure if I succeeded in every case, but I tried to give everybody an opportunity at least. Yeah. And, I'm sure there's an assistant listening to this right now. It's like you did not, but you know it's <laughs> why me? <laughs> but uh, dealing with such a huge staff, uh, how did you manage uh, working with them, like on a day-to-day basis? How, how did you lay out your day? Oh, um, day, you say day. my own my own nature is not particularly organized. Uh, I, I tend to get into the day. I had an overall structure to my day. A very loose one, but I, I tend to know what's happening with every animator uh, and and just deal with things as they come up and, 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 and walk around and find out if anybody needs help or or criticism or comments and and and, and I think I mentioned yesterday in the talk that, that all animators have different have different uh, styles. I mean, there were some animators that really wanted a precise wanted wanted traditional layouts, which we did not have, and it was driving them absolutely nuts that we didn't mm. provide this. Uh, they had to rise to the occasion and, and say, okay, I will adapt. And, so they got the background image and said, right. They got the background image, and what we did was we took the uh, the storyboard or the or the animatic. Yeah. We didn't, again, we didn't have traditional storyboards. We took the animatic, and we blew up the video and matched it as best we could to the to the, see, to yeah. the uh, background that was drawn. And in m- many cases, they didn't match precisely. Yeah, yeah. And so it was an approximation, and uh, that left a lot of work to the animators to say, okay, approximately... And they would have to communicate back and forth with uh, the other animators. You know, are we going to shake hands here? Or are we going to look at each other? At what point? And, and, and it was very difficult to do yeah. that. But I think uh, they pulled it off enormously well. Yeah. Uh, I've said before that the, the crew was was greater than the sum of their parts. I mean, mm. they were talented certainly, but there was also a collegial atmosphere uh, amongst the artists that 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 uh, propelled. There was no there was no cliques within the within the within the arts department yeah. they, they were very ambitious together and and wanted to see each other succeed and help each other succeed mm-hmm. now there was obviously days where somebody wanted to throw somebody else out the window but uh you know, if, you know over three and a half years has to be expected yeah yeah, yeah. but on the whole I and mean, really i mean i'm sure you hear this everybody say this but it's absolutely true that these yeah. guys really brought a lot of this production. So, uh, a step back from this sort of production for you now. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. You're back in Canada now. I'm, I'm, I, I settled in Calgary. Yeah. Yeah. Which is which is an unusual decision, perhaps for for an, uh, an animator who works commercially. But 
Yeah. But, but uh, you know, we're from originally a small, a small uh, it's a town in, in the province of Saskatchewan. Yeah. And and while I would personally love to set up a studio in Saskatchewan, I think if I was to try to hire people and say we're moving, <laughs> we're moving to the prairies where there's not much around you, the, the, a lot of the animators might just like, get lost. Yeah, because earlier um, we had uh, Clyde Henry in here, yeah. and then they talk about funding from the Canadian. You know, NFFB. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but what, what strikes me is there's no kind of... There's a lot of television series being made in Canada with the government subsidy. Yeah. But uh, not feature films. And you have this major... Is that... Is that I know that's well, something... that's something I'm trying to remedy. I mean, yeah. uh, I'm working very hard uh, with, a, with a, fr- a friend of mine who's also a producer uh, named Colin Kerwin. Now, yeah. now, Colin's been in Calgary for, for 10 years. Yeah. Uh, and he pulled up his boots and, and, and made a television show, uh, created created a series that's been successful. It's profitable. It's winning awards. Which series was that? Though? It's called Raven Tales. Okay. Yeah, and uh, he's 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 made this this this, this television program successfully. And, and and I think when he he might not agree when I say this, but I think when he started, he didn't know what he didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, and he had to find out. You know, very, in the hard way, it's almost like a garage band mentality. He just got in there and, and started doing it. He didn't didn't right away look for the government, the subsidies, yeah. and the rest. He just said, "Well, what, what I needed to do is this, this, and this." He would make his mistake, correct it, and keep moving forward. And now, doing that in a very isolated place like Calgary, isolated in terms of uh, the industry, um, showed a lot of just I'm going to do it and, and, and hard work ethic, which which I think as, a, as somebody who was looking for a producer. Uh, to work with in in Calgary, that's exactly the kind of thing I want to work with. And yeah, we I mean to get and together we're moving forward and, and looking for funding for the development on this on this feature film that that we've got now. Yeah. Um, so is the idea for it to be animated in Canada or is well, I mean we're gonna I mean it's the reality Canada. of independent independent uh, film right here. Yeah. If you can raise all the money in one location, then you try to keep it all into one building. But unfor- yeah. unfortunately, or for you know this maybe is not unfortunate, but it is just a reality. That you've got to go look for co-production territories so you can take advantage of their soft money or their yeah. so so your actual budget. If you have to raise your ten million, you can get a certain percentage of it as, as non-recoupable finance. Sorry yeah. to bore anybody out with this conversation, but <laughs> but but you know I mean if if you do that, then you can use also the animators in that territory or yeah. the artists, and then there are certain some amazing artists yeah. in Europe. And now having worked here and worked in Canada and knowing yeah. a lot of the talented people in both. Yeah. Places, being able to take advantage, uh, having of those relationships would be yeah. would be so, so. So hopefully, you know, working with the co-production uh, isn't going to be too odious. And you do you plan to step up from the animation director into directing? Uh, yes, film? I mean yeah. that's that's that, that's my. It's, I'm very excited about the current project we have, and, and and feel very strong that I could do the job. The yeah. experience that I had in the Illusionist, um, where I managed a lot of the day to day aspects and and, and, and and conversations with the animators, yeah, um, and make a lot of creative decisions as well. Um, I think confirmed in my mind that I'm ready to make this step up. And, so you have the confidence. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm absolutely confident to this. Yeah. I got no shortage of that. So no, no. <laughs> so I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to getting on this. And you know, it's a difficult job, I imagine, uh, but. Uh, when when you know the people who who work together well and and can make if you know the art directors and the animators and the compositors, yeah. the special effects people and all the rest. I mean, if you know the team you want and the team is anxious to work together again, yeah. Um, particularly a, a crew or a number of the crew from the Illusionists who are anxious to, to bring that you capture lightning in a bottle again. Um, I, I really have a hard time seeing how it, we we couldn't 
make uh, right. a, a, yeah. a, at the very least a good movie yeah. and, and, and uh, hopefully a great movie so, so did you think it would be difficult with it's 2D I, I assume yeah, yeah it is yeah. 2 yeah. every feature film is difficult but, yeah, uh, I think, yeah I think and again I think I mentioned yesterday that the, my decision to stick with 2D has been a bit stubborn perhaps but it's, it's something that I'm compelled to do any producer out there who happens to be listening to this, I'm happy to do 3D. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but uh, I mean, my skill set at this point has been 2D, and, and yeah. if I was to now perhaps want to retrain and try as a 3D animator and going down to a to a you know a a junior, junior, junior animator, something. There was some 3D in the Illusionist, wasn't it? There was a fellow named Campbell McAllister um, who, who really worked hard to make sure it looked seamless. Uh, He had all sorts of techniques, and if you ever have the op uh, opportunity to, to talk with Campbell, I'm sure he'd be very happy to do that. But um, he had some techniques where he would crush the uh, the image so it looked flat still, so it wasn't standing out as this 3D image. Yeah. Or, or uh, it was an interesting scene in the movie where Jack Taddy uh, is is pushing a car up up a, up an incline and struggling with it, and so the car was CG, and Taddy was obviously 2D. And uh, so when when he was pushing the car up, uh, the the CG animation was done first, and then the 2D animator Laurent uh, was was trying to figure out how to get that weight, push it push it back, and uh, so there was a back and forth between the animators, the CG animator Campbell and, and yeah. the 2D. Was there no way to go back and redo the 3D stuff? Yeah, exactly what happened. So they were they were going back and forth just okay. to really make really make it work properly. So it wasn't just Laurent being handcuffed to what had been done in 3D, but uh, If, if Ty pushes and then wants to collect himself and push again, the, the car was moving, mm. and the door that he's pushing again had that little that little reaction to it, and and, really. and on the whole, I mean, that works so well, and, and and that back and forth, that that and, and a lot of those decisions and conversations were made at the pub or or, yeah. or in the kitchen, and and, and and that's when that the whole flow of, of conversation between the artists really really helped the things. They were in the same building. Uh, actually, not, not in that case, uh, no. Okay. Um, uh, Campbell and Laurent both like to go to the pubs, less perhaps. Uh, we, we, we were part of a, a group of fellows that really enjoyed you know, British beer. Yourself included? Myself included. <laughs> uh, my wife would be ashamed to hear me say that, perhaps. If you said otherwise. Anyway, no, no, she knew. And so sometimes it's hard to hide that. <laughs> But she, uh, I'm sorry, Laurent, Laurent and, uh, would actually occasionally travel down to, we had two studios in the same, in the same uh, city, separated by a, yeah, yeah. a 30-minute walk or, or a 15-minute cab ride. Oh. And so, I mean, I was much thinner, I think, working on that movie, all the walking I did back and forth. But, um, uh, so Laurent would go down and, and have this conversation. He would shoot his pencil tests, and then they would comp them in. And they would say, well, perhaps let's pull this out. Or he'd pull some drawings out of the, out of the, out of the scans of the wireframe yeah. car, and then, and then Campbell would go back and try to match that, make sure it worked well. And, and I'm not sure if it was the most efficient. Uh, it probably was as efficient as you can get, being creative both ways, and, and with some allowance for yeah. for each other's skill. And, and, and they respected each other well enough to, to have it be a back and forth. It wasn't a case of Laurent saying, what have you done? Let's yeah. change this. Or, or, or Campbell saying, how could you possibly change my animation? You, you, you're turkey. <laughs> you know? But it was... It was mutual respect on both sides, and so I mean I don't want to make it sound like a Pollyanna where it was all rainbow and gumdrops and all, but but as far as as the team of artists working together, it was they problem solved themselves. They, they did a lot of problems. I mean, of course, problems came up sometimes that yeah. you know, had required more attention, and then we'd have uh, long meetings uh, with with 
production staff and art department heads and uh, trying to go over these things. But yeah. uh, for the most part, we try to solve things quickly and, and even quietly. If you can keep yeah. it off the radar, yeah. uh, if you can make it, an, if it never becomes an issue, then we were very happy if we can yeah. just solve it amongst ourselves. So, so yeah. what was the time frame on that scene? Like how much? Uh, how long was the scene, or how long was it in production? How long did for? it take to, or in production, yeah? Oh gosh, well, the scene, the, 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 the sequence, uh, Teddy in the Garage, I believe the sequence is slightly more than two minutes. And uh, it's five shots with no, actually, That's probably, close, it's probably closer to three minutes. Have you seen it, or? No, 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 yeah, no it's two minutes is a long scene. Yeah, two minutes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, two minutes, maybe even closer to three. Uh, I actually can't recollect it off the top of my head. Mm. But, um,. Laurent did the whole thing, all the, all the animation for that sequence himself, oh, and uh, <laughs> and it took a long time. I mean, Laurent was a very very fast animator. But, uh, did he have an assistant? With he did. He had, a, he had a fellow named Eric Ormond and Ormond, and uh, they worked very very well together. Yeah. Um, it was a good natural pairing. Uh, they were friends before the production. Okay, yeah. Eric was a comic artist who had never worked in animation before, wow. and. Uh, oh. Laurent was largely responsible, I think, for mentoring him and getting getting into that style. And and when something works, you don't need you, you don't need me to come in and mess it up. Yeah, but they, yeah. they had a great <laughs> back and forth relationship. And and uh, John John Walsh, the the uh, the assistant animation supervisor, uh, the guy who did what supervised all the cleanup, uh, would uh, come in and maybe correct a drawing occasionally. But for yeah. the most part, they had a great relationship. Their scenes got approved and. Uh, I mean, it was, it's funny because uh, I can remember watching this the same sequence, uh, and the first time I saw the scene where he's pushing the car, I was having a terrible day. I was in a, I was in a very bad mood, uh, uh, and I saw this for the first time. We pressed play on the pencil tester, and I laughed out loud. And I thought, well, any scene that can make me laugh out loud on that day, on that, on that day, I mean, I'm not going to get too tied up in, in correcting technical things. If my my first reaction was to laugh, and I think the audience, on the whole, yeah, is going to have that same reaction. Yeah. I mean. You always see little arcs that could be off of volumes, yeah. or, or something. Something's not quite right. If it's going to be small and quick to fix, you do it. But if, it, if your first reaction is to, is to enjoy it that much, okay. then you don't want to mess with a good thing. Too. Well, that's my own philosophy. But uh, so the, I mean, you're on before this film. You're on the other show made film. Uh, I worked. Yeah. Well, it was. I worked on other things in between. But yeah, in in two thousand two thousand one. I don't recall. I don't recall. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I mean, again, that's a long time ago. But yeah, we but were. Can you? Are the, the productions the same, or was it? Well, in, on that one, one smoother than the other. Or? On that one, I was working outside the studio. Um, uh, I was working on a picture called Osmosis Jones. Yeah, great film in, 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 in Toronto. Yeah. And uh, I'd heard that uh, Sylvain was looking for animator. They were behind schedule as they were out him triplets, and they needed people. And, yeah. And. Uh, I happened to be in Montreal while he was looking for people. So you, you did, you, did you see a short film? Is that why he wants to do it? Or well, I'd seen a short film and I'd, I'd, I'd heard about the production and, and I'd seen actually some of the, some of the uh, animation on, that yeah. they were doing in Montreal. Yeah. And I loved it. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And, and uh, I'd worked on Titan AE and Osmosis Jones and, and various sort of straight-to-video things. And, and I yeah. thought this looks really, really interesting. I, yeah. I prefer to work on, on, on this film and yeah. give this film a try. So for six months... So was it a pay cut? Oh well, I mean, I, probably, but yeah. uh, but um, it, uh, that didn't really t- concern me too much at that yeah, time. Yeah, uh, and I was younger and 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 perhaps a little more frivolous about such yeah, things. But yeah. uh, but um, when I when I started working on it, I was fortunate enough to be given a, a small budget for some assistant animators as well. And uh, again, a great group of guys. And. Um, 
Can you remember which sequences you worked on? Well, the first one I did, uh, I did a lot towards the end because they were running out of time. And and I was getting just huge amounts of scenes. We've got to go fast, 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 fast. The first sequence I did was, I mean, I'm not sure if you recall the film, but uh, where the, the triplets are disguised as the mafia. And they go rotating through the hallway and they hit the guy in the head with the flag. Wow, right. keep going. That's not an easy shot. No, <laughs> that wasn't an easy shot. But um, uh, I can remember when I was there and looking at the storyboards, there was a scene that hadn't been done yet at the beginning uh, that uh, I recognized the character as Glenn Gould, the piano player. Okay. And yeah. I said, oh, Glenn Gould. And I think sometimes I'm surprised that I had recognized him, uh, his mannerisms just from the storyboard. And he asked me if I'd like to do that. I said, absolutely, I'd like to do that. And so I, I, I did it. And we had a very, very quick schedule again yeah. because they were up against the wall. But um, anyway, so we, I, worked on, I worked on a number of these scenes and, and, and enjoyed the experience. And I, I think, I think uh, most of my scenes got approved fairly easily. There weren't a yeah. lot of problems. And so that probably made it easier you know, for me to come on to the, the illusionist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because you were going to go and then work with him on... Uh, the tales of uh, oh, uh, Despero, yeah. yeah. Well, we, that, we all, that, that ended in tears, as we all know. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's it's. I can remember on the on the the third week of that production, I walked in on a Saturday morning at nine o'clock in the morning. I thought, boy, you know, because we had had a slow beginning, and I already felt like we were falling behind a little bit on just on the storyboards. Yeah. And so I thought, well, I better get in there on a Saturday morning. And when I rounded the corner to see the studio, there were three great big, huge trucks in front of the building. And I thought, well, this doesn't look good. <laughs> um, and my, my immediate thought was, well, at least I get Saturday off, yeah. you know, <laughs> but, uh, we had just, we, I had just flown over. I had resigned from my old job and I'd just flown over to Scotland, you know, three weeks earlier to work on the, on this project. And, uh, when I walked up there and there was a big burly man with, with no neck standing in front of the door saying you can't go up and you know <laughs> wow. it's, it was quite a, a rude way to find out you're, you're, you're unemployed and yeah. I of course had to phone my wife and say honey I just you know I just lost my job but it's not just me all of us lost our job so it's okay <laughs> it wasn't my fault <laughs> it wasn't my fault but uh, but uh, for whatever reason uh, that that wasn't going well yeah and I think I mean Sylvan has been in the press about his, his experience working with uh, yeah. working with that Hollywood system, mm. and uh, it was it was in that particular instance. I guess it wasn't wasn't an easy marriage, um, but I can remember talking to Sylvan about this and, and being a little bit stressed out. And to his credit, you know, and I'm very thankful to him for this. He offered me the position on the Illusionist, and so I did go back to Canada for a month. But it was a it was for the most part a sideways move for me in the same yeah. company on another project. And, uh, quite, for, quite, quite frankly, a project that I was more interested in in the first place. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, when I got to got to uh, Scotland to work on Despero, I read the script and I thought, okay, you know, let's let's make something work here. And but then I saw the Illusionist and the work they were doing on there, and I thought, oh, that looks fantastic. As that's and so my heart was really, you know, with that production and and and. I just, you just think it's, I wouldn't call it serendipity because there were people who lost their jobs. And it was so yeah. I mean, it's it's. But I mean, it was fortunate for me, and, yeah. and, and I got to take advantage of that position that Sylvan offered to me, and and, and uh, I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, as so, Rob says, things happen for a reason. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> this is even bad things, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we rewind a little bit in uh, sort of your, your background and uh, your heroes as, uh, like, animators you uh, oh, okay. aspired to... Uh, well, it's it's. Okay, I grew up in a in a, in a small town, uh, or it was towns. When we moved around a lot within Saskatchewan, 
And uh, I can remember as a kid, we had two channels on the TV, and one of them was French, you know, and we'd just turn yeah, the TV yeah. on in the morning. And yeah, you have the, sort of the same system as we have here. We have one stately channel, yeah. right? You had two because you had one French and one English. Well, we, we actually had, uh, I tell a lie, we had three. We had, we had uh, the French channel, CBC, the English channel, CBC. And um, it's Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. And uh, there's a private broadcaster called CTV. And so we we flipped the, the knob between those two channels. And it was a Spider-Man or if it was uh, Hercules or any of these old, you know, and I, whatever was on, I would love to watch it. Yeah. And uh, I grew up thinking, oh, wouldn't it be great to be able to, to uh, do this? And my dad took me to see Lord of the Rings, you know, Bashki's Lord of the Rings when I was a kid. And I just thought, wow, that's absolutely fantastic. And I asked my dad, leaving, I was quite young, I asked my dad, leaving the cinema, you know, how do they, how do, they do that? And mm-hmm. my dad said, there's a guy behind the screen drawing really fast. <laughs> and of course, as a child, I believed him. I thought, yeah. well, I'll never be able to do but that. You, you probably actually thought that was the case yeah. as well. Well, I, mean, I, I hope not. My, dad, my dad's a pretty clever guy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he was just taking the piss. I think. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I walked out. I walked out, and I just thought, well, uh, I was. I mean, whether or not the, I consider the movie to be good now is not is is, is, is immaterial. I mean, yeah. I just really blown yeah, away. Yeah. And of course, if you were as a kid, you would turn the TV on, and, and if Walt Disney that night was they were playing Pinocchio or something, yeah. and of course, you were just absolutely. You know, in heaven because there was no yeah. no VCRs. You didn't. No, they you didn't, were rare to come by. Yeah. yeah. Well, we didn't we didn't have one until I was I was much much older. So as a kid, it was whatever whatever Walt Disney played, and all the kids in the neighborhood would empty out and go watch Walt Disney. And whenever they played a cartoon, it was just the fa- and all the kids got to, came on afterwards to go, "Wow, did you yeah. see? Did you see?" And, but did you draw? And oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think every animator uh, draws for most of their childhood. Are your parents artists or musicians or anything like that? I've come from a family of there's a lot of musicians in my family. My mom draws well, but she never pursued it and she never drew uh, as a child when she was trying to encourage me in drawing she she would take drawing classes with me and I was always very wow. impressed with what she would do and, yeah. and I'd say mom you shouldn't and she was very she was very humble and modest but uh, yeah. I'm sure she's proud of you now oh right? well I hope so <laughs> I haven't let her down too much my uh, my, my great grandfather on my on, on my mother's side was, was an artist and he was painting and drawing and, and the family's got pictures you know of his, of his paintings so yeah but 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 you know more more than an artistic family it just come from a family that encouraged you know and allowed and, and, and didn't say no you've got to get a real job I mean yeah. my brothers all went into responsible businesses uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I didn't so they're, they're three for four not a bad average I don't suppose <laughs> but growing up in, in Saskatchewan I and mean, going to high school I had given up on the idea of becoming an animator because I thought well that's something people in LA do or, or, so or what were you going to do then if you do I don't, I don't know I was, going, I was going to be a history teacher I, I hadn't really thought about oh, it yeah. but, but uh, we had an animator a guy who was a few years ahead of me in school who had left came back to present something to our art class and, and he was talking about that he was an animator now in, in, in Australia and his name Greg Hofeld was his name and uh, and I thought, wow, gee, if he can do it, you know, I can do it. And I just applied to Sheridan College, okay. And one day, and and got accepted. And and the rest, I guess, is history. Yeah, yeah. As for who my heroes were, I mean, I think anybody who animated a single frame on any of this those TV shows, but uh, <laughs> specifically growing up, I mean, uh, Eric Pinocchio Eric, or, Sp- or Spider Man, Pin- <laughs> Pinocchio. Or, well, I mean, anything that was a cartoon and moving. I mean, perhaps yeah. I wasn't. My taste wasn't discerning, perhaps. <laughs> But but I mean I just was excited by any any cartoon that I could see. Yeah, um, Ralph Bakshi, I guess. 
Ralph well, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Ralph actually, I mean, he was doing something. Speaking of independent animation, he was he was doing it independently, which is mm-hmm. which is really remarkable. But um, we, you know, we went we, I mean, as, as far as who the animators were, who were my heroes. Growing up, we, I didn't know uh, I didn't know uh, Eric Larson or, 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 or any of these guys or, or you know, Glenn Keane or or yeah, you just saw the films. I just you? saw the yeah. films. I mean, I didn't know who did what. That was years later. I think that really came with the internet. Yeah. People being able to look these when you up came quickly. to Sheridan, did you have any guest lectures from any of those guys? We like had Glenn Keane, maybe. We didn't actually, but we had a teacher in my second year named Kai Pindle. I'm not oh, yeah. sure. He's a he's a he's a Danish Canadian animator, mm-hmm. and he was quite old when I was there, and he's still he's still doing it. And, and I shouldn't say that. I hope he doesn't hear that. Sorry, Kai. <laughs> <laughs> he's been around for a long time. By the time I came along, yeah, and, and, he's, and he's, he's still he's still around. He's a, he's a lovely man. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, he would find ways to make things. We talk like this, and he did a very specific joke, and and uh, he would always take something you've done and make it funnier, or look at it with a critical eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did an exercise with the skipping fat man. Uh, okay, a yeah. pretty famous exercise. And he saw mine. He goes, "Well, it's very sad because he's too fat. It's it's it's, <laughs> it's he's quite pathetic looking, you know." And and, and it gives you an appreciation of maybe how to approach things so you're not you know, okay, you're, you're being interesting. So yeah. I mean, it's it's he it was fantastic. So he was my first real contact with with somebody who I, I mean, my, somebody I really admired, yeah. and, and I knew his work before. Uh, obviously, just by watching on Canadian TV, met him at school, realized that this is the guy, and uh, he really, really was a fantastic inspiration. Nice. Yeah, and uh, and of, of course Eric Goldberg is somebody I really admired. So as, 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 as who you'd like to work with? As now? a young, oh, I, I'm always nervous about meeting your heroes. You, you almost yeah. never should. But uh, you met, but have you met like touring with Illusionist? Have you met any? I've never met Eric Goldberg, but I'm hoping I'm going to uh, the CTN in Los Angeles next oh, yeah. week, and uh, we'll be screening the Illusionist. And wow. yeah. I imagine there'll be a lot of people uh, in the audience who who. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that they enjoy the film and I get a chance to meet them afterwards. Sure, so you nervous? Oh, I'm not nervous yet. Maybe the day, maybe the day of the screening. It's, I mean, it's funny because when I watch the film, there are days that I love it, and there are days that okay. that you know I just grip my teeth and remember all the all the stress. But, uh, <laughs> so do you, do you remember the first scene you did, like after school on a real project? The first scene I did, I was working. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I was working in Vancouver at a studio called Natterjack Animation, which was owned by a fellow named Steve Evangelatos. And it was after my second year of school, and I applied, and I got the job, so I never went back for my third. But I, but I moved to, to Vancouver. Oh, really? Yeah, so I never went back for my third year, because I, because I got this job, and, and I moved to Vancouver, and he gave me a scene, or, or the, anima- the cleanup supervisor gave me a scene to do. I sat down and I got the desk in that studio. Everybody was crammed into little corners, and I got the desk right beside the pinball machine, Ouch. which was, you know, not not the ideal position for a cleanup artist. But I sat down with my scene, and uh, I feel like I have to apologize to the animator because it ended up being pretty pretty awful. But uh, uh, it was it was it was difficult because as as a young person, I thought the animator's line was God, and, you, and of course this guy was a very loose, gestural, rough, rough, rough animator. So I watched the pencil test, and I thought, oh, it looks so beautiful, it's so fluid, it was so nice. And then I got the drawings, and I thought, well, oof, I'm not really sure. To, but he put the line there, so that must be where it goes. So there's no trace back or... Well, no, no, nothing at all. And, and, and this character had, had little, little, little studs on his leather jacket, little balls. Oh, it's a Werner movie. It was, the, it was uh, Pratsy, the motorcycle uh, uh, hooligan, the chief, and... 
boy, oh boy, that thing boiled and wobbled. And it looked absolutely dreadful. And I worked on it for seven months without getting, seven weeks, I'm sorry, without getting paid. And eventually, I think just because the director was absolutely sick of looking at it, he said, fine, it's approved, get it. Uh. And so I got paid for it. And, and, you know, I was happy because I was just newly married and, and living in a one, uh, one room, just Common thing. not even a bedroom, just, just a one room with my wife. And I thought, okay, now I'm on my way. I got paid. <laughs> and I thought perhaps they were going to fix it, you know, at some point, but I saw the final colored film and there it is and all of it's uh, horrendous it's really really rubbish but uh you know you get better yeah, as time well, goes you on have, you, yeah, have. you have to but, but uh, you never get good enough That's well <laughs> i think i think most animators are their own worst critics yeah. you know i mean i i can see in every scene i've ever done mistakes and problems and uh things that i guess i'd be willing to forgive in in, in anybody's scenes Mm-hmm. Uh, but my own but now when I watch really amazing animation uh, every time once in a while uh, an old line test from from Glenn Keane will uh, crop mm-hmm. up or or, or from uh, any of the old masters will, will come online uh, Medusa from the Rescuers Milk Cow Milk Cow's Medusa is just absolutely stunning and, and I watch that makeup and everything pulling off the eyelashes oh, yeah. and, and, and I watch that and I just think well I don't think I can ever 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 <laughs> do that but but you know, I guess, so that's what you, that's what you aspire to. That's what you aspire to, and, and it's good to have that lofty goal. But yeah, um, yeah. but boy, that that, probably, that guy could draw his ass. It was yeah. amazing, unbelievable what he could do. Mm-hmm. When and, you watch animated movies, are you able to turn off like the, the critique, just I, enjoy the film, or is it, it always depends on watching it with. If it's yeah. by myself, I'm I'm always a, I'm always a critic. But with yeah. my kids, I tend to enjoy the movie when I watch it with my kids. Uh, uh, it's funny if, I, if the kids are enjoying a movie generally that I might not have enjoyed myself. I, I I can seem to enjoy Indiana Jones four more watching with my children who who enjoyed it rather than if I was to watch it myself. Well, that that is impressive. <laughs> <laughs> if, they, if they're laughing, then I'm, or if they're if they're if they're excited, then then it's easier to watch. But mm-hmm. but I, I mean, hmm, I, I perhaps shouldn't the... be dogging Steven Spielberg on, on this interview, <laughs> but. Uh, it's like the more you know the craft, you uh, you enjoy different parts of the movie, and you can really in, you can enjoy a movie on a different level, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, a movie like uh, Totoro, which, which when, when I was younger, a younger man, I, I, I didn't hold anime in, in very high regard because I thought, well, it's very chunky and choppy and limited and all the rest, and and. Uh, whether that's right or wrong, I mean, I consider it to be wrong now, but I know there's still people who believe that. But watching Totoro, and again, I'm not watching it for animation excellence, but I'm just watching it as, as, a, as an entire piece. I'm actually blown away. I, again, I'm watching with my children, watching it with my two-year-old daughter. She was riveted. Uh, she would not understand the Japanese. She couldn't read the subtitles, but she just was glued to that television. Yeah, the strongest scene, I think, is the bus stop. Well, and of yeah. course, that made her laugh. And yeah, laugh when, yeah. When, when, and, and, you know, it's just absolutely fantastic. And, yeah, and yeah. she was scared when, when, when you know, the, the young girl falls on his chest and he roars in her face. And, yeah, yeah. And, but, you know, she didn't run away. She watched it. And, she, and, she, and, and that's the kind of amazing effect that these films can have on people. And then that's, that's, I mean, I get, t- I get caught up in sometimes the details of making sure that thing overlaps just just corrected yeah. and all the rest, but then, then you have to sometimes step back and think, well, I mean, let's not lose sight of yeah. what's, what's absolutely imperative, and that's to make sure the story and, and, and the color and everything else works very, very well. And, and, yeah. and so Miyazaki, uh, perhaps I'm saying, like every, it's a cliche now, by now, oh, Miyazaki yeah. is great, but it's <laughs> absolutely true. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, it is. I would love to. I'd love to. Love to accomplish what he's accomplished in his business. But so you're still young. So oh, thank you very much. We'll, well see. He's 182 now, isn't yeah. he? So oh, sorry, Miyazaki's 182. 182. <laughs> I think. I think that's about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just easier. Yeah. So, is there anything like in the recent like year or so that you've seen that you thought was really inspiring? The the movie How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, it's yeah, amazing. My, the back of my head hurt from smiling yeah. all the way yeah. through that movie. That, that movie yeah. I haven't walked out of a film that happy, I don't think, in, in years. And I just absolutely loved it. It was like Avatar with a really great story. Well, that was <laughs> yes. way better than Avatar. After we saw it, we were all just, we couldn't, we were all, I wanted to buy a dragon after seeing yeah, the movie. But yeah. it's got the same effect. I mean, like, because one of my, the pinnacle, like, CG movies that I've seen is, is Monsters, Inc. I think that's one yeah. of the, the best ones. And this one is... It's at the same level. Yeah. It's just amazing. Yeah. Well, I think there are movies. I mean, there there are great movies. There are good movies made all the time. Yeah. Good movies come along, and you think, "Oh, that's fantastic! I enjoyed that." You know, yeah. or there are some movies that you watch for two hours, you enjoy, and you completely forget about, yeah. and that's fine too. But uh, you're right. I think Monsters Incorporated for me was 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 probably. In the last ten years, it's been Monsters Inc. and How to Train Your Dragon for yeah. me. Or just, just oh, you two on the same page. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, those are those are great films. And there, again, that's not to say that The Incredibles wasn't an incredible film. I mean, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. But but something about those two films really yeah. really. Mm-hmm. And then it's not the animation because I'm not generally impressed by. Uh, I mean, I'm impressed by quality animation, but 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 I'm not transported necessarily by, by just CG yeah. animation. And the rest, it was the story, it was the characterizations, it was the. It was the characters. I, I mean, and it was was DreamWorks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that they well, come up with something that you know, I haven't enjoyed all of DreamWorks films, but I mean, I, I enjoyed Kung Fu Panda, and I, I really yeah, enjoyed, great. I really enjoyed um, that, that that last movie. I haven't seen Megamind yet, but uh, you know, it's we'll meant to be good, Shrek, you know. Well, so. I mean, like I said, I mean, Shrek. I wouldn't consider a movie like Shrek to be a classic, but for two hours, I enjoyed it and I laughed, and I don't think I would ever really revisit it and see it again and again and again. But there's nothing wrong with making somebody laugh for two hours or, yeah. or enjoying it. And I mean, I guess I'm not a snob. I can I can enjoy <laughs> Indiana Jones four, but uh, yeah. but um, you know, as long as I'm entertained in that time, I mean, okay. that, that's all I ask for. But uh, when a movie like Monsters Inc. or or How to Train Your Dragon comes out, it just makes you want to raise your own bar, you know, and say, yeah. "That's what I want to do. I want I want to make a movie that inspires." And, uh, the, the, I mean, that, that's exactly it. I mean, there was no message, really. I mean, a lot of people want to have messages in their films, and that, I find short films often fall into that trap. They would say, oh, we have to pack a pack a, a moral into this, and, then, yeah. and the story suffers. It just be entertaining for two hours and, and, and make your characters real. That's what I think How to Train Your Dragon did. It was just a pure, fantastic film. There was no thing beyond the enjoyment that they were trying to communicate yeah. and that's what it's it's the, one of the scenes where he uh, he meets the dragon for the first time there's, there's no dialogue or anything but it just it's so clear but there's so many nuances to what's being shown yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think also some of the visuals are just like the scale at the end with the I don't remember the name of the the bad dragon. The bad dragon. The baddie, but yeah. But just the, 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 the one scene in the skies where you just see the silhouettes and the scale is just gigantic and you're just like holding on to your seat. It's crazy. Well, you know what's funny is, is I've never been particularly impressed by broad camera movements and, 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 and general craziness, but so the thing with that movie, I mean, really, the flying, the flying uh, scenes, the flying scenes, and it worked so well. And, 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 and I have to watch it again and again and again to really know why. And I'd love to speak to the directors. They had a live, act, they had a live action cinematographer. Did they? So yeah. that's, uh, that's why it, it wasn't... Uh, 
I think to, that yeah. to zoomy and too, too yeah, yeah too yeah. calculated. It was more yeah. Right, yeah. Well, so. I mean, I would love to. I would love to talk to the people who made that film, and hopefully, I'll get an opportunity someday this week, maybe. Well, we'll see. I mean, I'm only there for a day, so it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's and then they, I, I might be flattering myself. They might have no interest in speaking to me <laughs> at all, but. Uh, I'm sure. But uh, the, the, it's a, the, the lead animator on, on that dragon was a guy who I worked with years ago, who is also from Saskatchewan, incidentally. Wow. Which, you know, the, uh, the hub of animation. Gabe Hordos. Uh, and oh. uh, he, he, I haven't spoken to him in, in a number of years. Yeah. But I would like to catch up just to see. Because uh, Simon Otto was one of the lead animators, and he had a yeah. traditional background. You yeah. know, he's from DreamWorks. Yeah. So uh, uh, I've seen his. Uh, the art of, and he's done yeah. all these facial drawings, yeah, and uh, yeah. you know, and uh, it's interesting to see now that he's made that transgression, uh, you know, to uh, being quite a successful 3D artist. But yeah. Uh, yeah. well, I mean, uh, Baxter is doing the same thing. He's yeah, doing CG yeah. now, and there's a lot of. I mean, I would love to see him back doing. I mean, my personal, you know, I mean, I'm sure he's not interested in doing it. Or really, he's quite happy what he's doing. But I've always thought. Gosh, I would love to see some more <laughs> James Baxter 2D. 2D animation, but yeah. uh, again, that's just my selfishness, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Is he still doing like lectures in 2D on colleges and stuff? Like I, that? I, I don't know. Perhaps he is, but uh, I said something about that in an interview a couple yeah. years ago. Well, I mean, he's he's a fantastic uh, animator. Yeah, yeah. be very anybody who can learn from him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, would be fantastic. But uh, hey, guys, I think we're first yeah. out of time. We have to get uh, to an award ceremony now. <laughs> but, but thanks again. And, it's uh, honor, but yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. I'll find it for you. No, no, it's been a complete. It's been really great. Cheers. We're all lasts. Yeah, yeah. So, well, let's go. Let's go on the beer now, shall we? Yeah, I think okay. we need to. Yeah. All right.